Welcome to The Buff Show, a show brought to you by Mountain Buff Real Estate. We are dedicated to chasing down the buffs of the world and bringing their expertise right to you. All right, guys, welcome to The Buff Show. Today we have a market update coming your way, me and Mr. Ben Larson. Heavy on the mister. How have you been doing? You know... I can't complain. I do That's, because it's fun, but I shouldn't. <laughs> That's good. So we are reviewing December's numbers. We're in January. We're reviewing December's. December's are always kind of a weird month because there is some motivation. People are trying to get into houses before the holidays. Tax reasons. Tax the reason. End of, end of the year, too. Yeah, tax reasons if you're trying to secure property before the end of the year so you can do a cost seg or something yeah. like that. Or some 1031 transfers usually get pushed quick so they can, you know, get yeah. those done as well. But overall, I, f- I feel like it is a slower time for us. So we're going to do the usual, just jumping into where we are reviewing December of 2023 with December of 2022 and kind of comparing those differences. So let's jump into it. You want to cover new listings? Sure. So new listings. In 2022, we had 2,363 new listings. December 2023, we had 2,594 new listings. So we had an increase of almost 10% from last December to the December we just had. Which is an awesome sign because I feel like there's been so many sellers stuck in their homes because of their low interest rates, not wanting to move. So to see that number come up, 10% is good. Yep. people, The people that can get into it are getting into it. And the people that have been stuck because they just – they don't want to make that move for their life choices. Yeah. They're giving up that rate and they're just making that life move because rates aren't coming back. Yeah. Do you think it's just because they're sick of waiting? Like they've been on the fence for so long and they're getting pushed off because they're know. like, we have to. I don't know if it's so much sick of waiting. I think it's more of a realization that like this is where we're at. We're kind of the dust has settled from the craziness. We're, yeah. You know, there's going to be slight variations and move the next year or two, but I don't think you're going to see anything super drastic. So I think they're just accepting the fact. Yeah, that they have to they have to make that move yeah. if they want to get into a different house. And it is hard. It's hard to leave like a 3 or 4% mm-hmm. interest rate and jump into a 7% oh, interest you, you rate. You see all the memes like you didn't know this our starter home was our forever home, you know, because they don't, they <laughs> yeah. don't want to get over that 3% interest or oh. 2.9% interest. What I think is helping a lot of sellers out, though, is there's still quite a few people with enough equity if you do have a house mm-hmm. that like that's helping them get into the next house yep. with a higher rate. But it still sucks. So pending sales, we are up 10%. I'm not going to jump into all the numbers, but I think that's just a good sign. The market is heating up from 2022 into 2023. So that's good. And, and, and pending, remember, these ones are accepted offers on them. So yeah. they're, they're potential to close. Yep. Closed sales. So these are the ones that are have actually closed. So last year or last December to 2022 December, we are actually down. Which is weird. Bit. So explain that one to me. Well, here's the thing. I, I think December, November, December, that holiday time, I think yeah. the, everyone slowed down. But coming January, a lot of people were putting houses under contract in December, and they're going to close sometime this January. So I think right. you see those numbers flip-flop a little bit. Yeah. I think I think day. we will see that. But that's just weird that close sales were down. I mean, it's only 2.7%, but I can't exactly explain that one for you. So the actual numbers, I mean, you're, you're only – you're less than a hundred homes right. in all of Utah. So yeah. it is down, but I mean, it's almost yeah. flatline. Yeah. Very minimal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Days of market until sell. I, we like this one. This is just good. If you're a seller, 
uh, looking at selling a house, this is the average numbers of days between when a property is listed and when a, you go under contract or you accept an offer. So in 2022 of December, there was 60, you were 60 days on market. We're down to 57 in December, 2023. So we're down 5%, which is good. But it's funny because you jump back into December of 2021, you were 29 days. So like mm-hmm. we jumped up, we doubled and then we're slowly coming down a little bit, which is good. Right. A little bit less days on market. We're still, I feel like we talk about this a lot, but you go back to 2011 and you were like 100 days, 100 to 120 days on market until sell. So we're still half of what we were during kind of the recession period. But I, I still feel like a lot of sellers are like, oh man, 60 days until we have to get an offer accepted. Yep. And then you're another... 30 to 45 days I, till close. And I think that's the hardest part, part in the market right now is the illusion of what happened in the pandemic time. Yeah. You know, of what real estate is, should, and shouldn't be. Yeah. So we've got median sales price. Remember the median sales price is where we take all the sales in Utah and we start at each end and knock one off until we get to the middle. Kind of the number you and I prefer more, right? Yeah, because it, it doesn't get skewed by the, the highs and the lows. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It's just we're cutting it right down to the center of the sales. So in December of 2022, it was 477,000. In December of 2023, it was 473, almost 474,000. Yeah. So we're down about a almost a percent. So yeah. same thing. Yeah, we're down a little bit, but basically a flat line. Yeah. Well, and if you look at the graph that we'll post up here, like you will see it flatlining. Like the past, what, 12 months have been flatlined if you look at the graph. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we we peaked. 2022, like Mm -hmm. spring of 2022 is the peak and then it did a drastic drop and we've kind of bounced back up and now we're just flatlined. Just plateau. Baby movements. And then average price, take all the sales, add them up, divide it by the number. That gives you the average. And, uh, it's interesting how much higher it is than the median, but I guess it is different metrics that you're you're using to get to that point. But we're up three percent, so we're down on the median, up on the average, flatline. I mean, that, that's meaning that's a perfect, just some higher end home, more higher end home homes sold compared yeah. to cheaper homes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but our the graphs say the same thing. It shows a spike same time spring of twenty twenty two. Yeah, a quick quick correction throughout you know the spring of twenty three, and then now we've through the fall and winter of 23 till now, we've kind of just plateaued, mm-hmm. kind of stabilizing. So same same graphical data, different numbers. Yep. Okay, percent of original price received. So basically how much of total asking are people getting? So last year in December, or in 22 of December of 22, there we go, people were getting 93.6% of what they were asking for. In December of 23, they were getting 95% of what they were asking for. So we're about a 2% increase That's good. On, on how we're getting close to asking. So you deal finders out there, mm-hmm. it's getting, like the deals are getting not as good. Right. Like I, I would say the best time to find a deal was sometime in 2022, probably this the mm-hmm. winter of 2022. And you'll look at the graph. Again, we spiked up and we've kind of come down a little bit. But we're more of a flat line. If you go back into 2021, we were 100% of list price received on average. So we're still down from that, but we're up from 2022. So And see, I, I like this one, but the thing about list price received, right? We're, we're in a negotiating and a bargaining. That's what we do, right? Right. So you, you list your house, and unless it's a feeding frenzy, 
I mean, to get that 100% asking average is massive. Yeah. Because everybody wants a deal. Everybody's going right to try to get something out of it. Yeah. So 95 is good. Yeah, 90, like, 95 is good. Top, I, top notch. I feel like that's just people asking for some concessions or, or, or some things like that. Sure. Seller paid closing costs. Sellers are a little bit more desperate. Their homes are sitting on the market longer. They're they're willing to negotiate more. I don't want to even say desperate anymore. I'd say we're just to a healthy yeah. negotiation. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. Housing affordability yes. index. Ben always loves it when he misses this one. So this basically tells us how affordable the housing market is, giving median household income and home prices and interest rates. So the higher the number, the more affordable things are, the lower the number, the less affordable things are. As you can see in the chart, we're down quite a bit, but we're actually coming up from like earlier months this year. I think like June, July was like the, no, August, September was, oh, sorry, October 64 was the lowest when it, things were the least affordable. And now we're up to 73. And if we compare back to December of 2022, that was 73 as well. So we're like a 0% change. However, we've seen some ebbs and flows over the past year. And this is just a way that you can look at like how affordable are things in general, given house prices, interest rates, and wages. And they, and they take these numbers off the median household price yeah. and the median household income. Right. That's, that's the target audience when yeah. you're saying the affordability index. But it's like when I bought my first house, 2012, like the affordable, the affordability index was around 180. Super and doable. Yeah. Way, yep. way, way more affordable. So it's just, it's, it's hard to, to buy a house right now is what that chart says. Inventory of homes for sale. I knew that. Okay. In 2022 of December, oh, I keep saying that wrong. December of 2022, <laughs> we had 10,891 homes for sale that were active on the market. In December of 2023, we had 9,347. So we, in one year, we had about 15, 14% less homes on the market in December yeah. in all of Utah than we did in 2022. What does that mean to you? I don't know. I'm just trying to think back to some of the other numbers that we were looking at because we were looking at pending, pending sales or new listings are up, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like why is an inventory... Why don't we have more inventory? I guess pending sales were up, closed sales were down. So maybe the pending is what is throwing this number off slightly. But this is basically the number of properties available for sale and active status at the end of a given month. So I don't know. I, I know we're down from last year, but our new listings are going up. I'm not, to be honest, I don't know exactly how to interpret this given the numbers we were talking to at the beginning. But if you look back at 2021, we were only 4,421 homes on the market. So we're over double what we had yeah. two years ago, which is good. Like I, I enjoy shopping with buyers right now just because there is more homes to look at. Yep. But we're still not 30,000. Yeah. It's not carnage. Yeah. Th well, I mean, when you have 30,000 homes to look at, like we did in 2008, like that's three times the amount that we have now. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's where homes start sitting on the market six months and just taking way longer to, to sell. And then buyers have all the time in the world, you know, oh, and yeah. you never see multiple offers yep. in, in those markets, yep. really. So you're, you're seeing from about, oh, it looks like 2016 to, to now cutting out the pandemic. That's about where we've sat inventory around, around yeah. that yeah. eight to 15,000 range. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. 100%. And then month supply of inventory. So this is the inventory of homes for sale at the end of a given month divided by the average monthly pending sales from the last 12 months. So in 2022, we are 3.1 month supply of inventory. 2023, we're 2.9. So we're down 6%. Interesting. Yeah. These are the numbers that I've, I've had. A, I lost, by the way, a bet with another agent. Because these numbers indicate a buyer or a seller's market. Yeah. What do they say the split is? If it's I, I've heard more than six months, it's a buyer's market. Less yeah. than six months, it's a seller's market. Uh huh. But I've heard I've heard a lot of definitions about that too. So I don't know if there's actually like it's like when are we in a recession? Like everybody has different like it metrics true. for that. But what I've been told is anything less is less than six months is still a buyer's market or seller's market. Anything over six months supply is a seller's market. Buyer's market. Yeah, buyer's market. Thank so, <laughs> I mean, I, in either way you look at the definition, you know, we we are trending toward a seller's market. Yeah. From last year to this year. So buyers that are sitting on the fence, like I know you hear it beat into you on social media all the time. It, it's time to get off the fence. Like it, it the market's still there. It's still going. And it's going to leave you. So. Well, so here, and we get asked this question all the time. Like, Ben, when's the best time to buy a house? Or when should I buy a house? Or like, anytime you try and predict the market, you're going to lose. Yep. 100%. Yep. And I don't care if you bought five houses in 2009 when prices were at the all-time high. You would not be mad if you still had those houses today. Absolutely. If not. you were in the financial situation that you could carry them. So like, it depends on your situation is what I tell people. Like, what's your advice for people that are sitting on the fence, like trying to time the market? Well, honestly, I don't, unless, <laughs> unless you're a gambler and a millionaire and that's when you try to time the market because you're, you've got your base set. Yeah. Majority of us don't, we need yeah. a base. And we're talking with the old boys at coffee this morning and they said, you know what? We're going to be okay. Cause we have our houses already. Yeah. And that kind of struck me like, yeah, they have a base. Yeah. Like they got in, they have their house. Like these younger kids out here, just get in. Scrap, do what you have to do to get into a yeah. house. So in ten years from now, you're not going, man. What am I going to do still? And I, oh, don't be a victim. Get in and you know, yeah, be part of this. It's like when when's the best time to plant a tree? Yesterday, yep. right? And what, like, has there ever been a house that you bought that you weren't slightly nervous to buy? You're like, I'm wondering, like, is this a good idea? Like every, every single one of them. Exactly. Every single one of and them. And I feel like the same way, but hindsight's twenty twenty, and I look mm -hmm. back and I'm like, oh, I should have bought five more of those. And yep. uh, I could have just bought them off the MLS. Like they didn't even have to be that good of deals, but just over time, things tend to get like just appreciation. Yep. Uh, my, like My grandpa Larson always used to tell me a bad real estate investment in 10 years will be a good real estate investment. Yeah. So- yeah. Keep so, in mind. So, it, and if you're, if the option, I mean, if you have other options, you can live with family or whatever, but like life's too short to try and time it and to try and sacrifice so much to just get a, a good deal, right? Yeah. Like time, over, over time, it will make it a good deal. Now, if you can swing the payments, I'm not saying go buy something that you shouldn't be buying because yeah, you don't can't. Get in trouble. Because you yeah. can't make the payments, but anything is better than renting. If you're renting, like figure out a way to get into a house. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's my, that's my two cents for the day. I think this next year we're going to see it's going to be a roller coaster again. The market is shifting faster and faster every time. The cycles are changing faster and faster. And even like I, we listened to all these podcasts and the common econom, economists talking about what their predictions are. And 
every time it's different. Like yep. it's like it's going up, it's going down. We don't know, and I think nobody really knows. And and here's the thing, you guys, we're we're not financial planners and we're not lenders no. and stuff. But call us because we've all been there. We've yeah. helped tons of people through it. You know, hey, how much money should I save? We can help you lay out a plan. Yeah, get going. So. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully this was helpful uh, as we trend into the new year. Uh, we're going to do some predictions in the next podcast. That'll be uh, funny to watch, see how, yep. if any of us hit the nail on the head, but stay tuned for that one. Thanks guys. See you later.